welcome to Making More Money for You with Magnus Carter. Whether you feel that you don't have enough money to start investing or are under the preconceived notion that investing is only for the wealthy, Magnus and his expert guests are here to help you. Now here is your host, Magnus Carter. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Magnus Carter. We are on the Making More Money for You show. Uh, I want to take a couple moments here to thank my special guest from last week, Dan Locke, Daniel Locke, uh, from over in England, uh, which was one of my mentors. It was actually a privilege to actually have a good sit-down conversation with him. I talked to a lot of people after the fact, and from what I gather from everybody that I've talked to and reached out about that show, it provided a lot of information. Uh, anybody that's looking to uh, start working, uh, actually, which brings me into today's show is be, what it's like to be an entrepreneur, uh, starting a business, working for yourself, what you actually need, what it takes to actually be a success, a success if you will, more or less into the publishing world because me and Dan uh, met as as he was one of my instructors or mentors through it which was kind of nice. And as time progressed, we became uh, still uh, still social and we still kept in contact with each other. So if you have any questions about that or anything that's going to come up on any of the previous shows that happened before or anything that comes up today, what you can do is give a call at 1-866-472-5789. That's one 866 472-5789. And today's show is going to be life as an entrepreneur. Uh, what does that actually mean? What is that word? We, you know, that word gets thrown around a lot. You see it on TikTok videos, we see it on YouTube videos. He's like, be your own boss, do this, do that. But sitting down and actually trying to figure out what these titles and make believe uh descriptions of all this stuff that everybody's and you that everybody is using and all these buzzwords and say well i, I kind of want to do that but i don't want to do it because if you sit down and really think about it, it's like what the hell are they even talking about <laughs> so i'm actually going to break that down today uh some of the things that i've done some of the courses i've tried and some were successful some were not su successful but uh all in all, this show is all about getting you knowledge so you can make your own this, uh, your own choices. And that's the same thing for the Making More Money for You books that I publish and write and write about. So what, is, what does it mean to be an entrepreneur? Well, if you go to Wikipedia or you go anywhere out there, Webster, or just Google it, the basic meaning is a person who starts a business and is willing to risk... A, loss in order to make money that's according to and the uh miriam webster definition uh it's, but it's really more more than that but that's just what does what does that mean honestly it's like okay okay a person who starts a business is does that mean i'm a businessman what kind of business is it does it go from a to b b to c what's what's actually what is considered a business Honestly, and what's the risk of actually losing money to make money? 
that that is kind of a conundrum because nobody really wants to lose money. Everybody has always want to either break even or win money on it. It's like going to the casino. You go in the go there, you play the lottery with the notion it's like, oh, I'm gonna win money, I'm gonna do this, or I'm gonna break even. If I break even, it's a good day. But nine times out of ten, you actually walk out of there owing, you know. You give them the money, they're very thankful for you, and then they come, they give you a couple points so you can come back for the three buffet. That's basically <laughs> what the casino did. But in the business world, as as I'm finding out, because of the adventures that I'm on and been taking taking part of, is uh, to start a business, you, you need to have a, a goal in mind. It's like, what do you want to do? What What is your... Where... Do you want to end up? Where does your life want to end? And that is a very open-ended question. And on top of that, it's very, uh, being open-ended, it's very cryptic. And by the way I mean cryptic is, it's like, well, I don't really know what what I want at the end because everything keeps changing on me. And, and that is an honest fact about that. So as we continue changing our lives and our directions, we have to have a plan in place, or uh, as we talked about last week, uh, like uh, a little roadmap, little squiggly, squiggly marks, you know, of how, how to actually get there. Sometimes you stop, sometimes you backtrack, sometimes you go to the right, you go to the left, you go forward, you hit a brick wall with it, uh, but you don't, you don't stop. That's the thing. The sooner, when you stop and you give up, and that that is really when you fail. And I know we talked about failure a little bit before last week, and I know I've talked about failure on prior shows, uh, especially with a lot of a lot of the guests that I had on here. Is it takes a lot to actually get up from failure, not only emotionally, physically, monetarily. You know, it, it's more of a passion that you have to have to actually move forward after you get there because a lot of people I know I've been part of this myself is when I fail way back before I learned a lot of a lot of tips and tricks I'll I'll, I'll talk to you guys about today is I would sit there and wallow in it for a while and I would end up wasting time it's like well I failed I'm like I'm no good at this I didn't do this right I didn't do that right and then all these thoughts come into your head that just sit there and they just multiply at a, a alarming rate and everywhere you turn you feel like that they're actually telling you about it how you failed and how you did this wrong and how you did that wrong but over time and actually over the the journey that I'm on right now and the, I'm still learning this is I'm actually finding ways to take those things that made made the failure happen and trying to figure ways ar either around them or correct them and when I'm doing that is I'm not really wasting time I'm taking the time to be productive with it uh I'm not stopping and I'm not sitting there letting the you know the mentality creep in and it's like oh you're you're really no not good for anything so when you start when you stop and take a look at those just those um, stray, stray thoughts that you get in your head um, and you analyze them and you say, oh, okay, well, this absolutely has nothing to do with why it failed. You just get rid of it. And 
um, my point being is with with learning how to fail, you start to learn how to succeed. You you learn how to not do things, or you, and you find ways to do things better, more economical, more time more time efficient. Um, and while while you're being more efficient with things, you're learning other other skills. One of the main things that I I learned as uh, going through publishing is. It's never going to be perfect. No matter what I want to do with the book, especially the first book, I, I reread it five times. I sent I sent it to people to read five or six times. You know, you get that feeling. It's like it's never. It's not really complete. There's always something you can do better with it. And that's one of the main things that I did learn is it's it's a learning process. You have to get the book out there because. I'm not the target. Uh, well, I was part of the target audience that I wrote the book for, but the book is out there to make the readers uh, learn and actually advance themselves on top of things. So I learned that is nothing is nothing is perfect, and even when there's flaws with it, I actually look at the all of my reviews out there, all 200 some reviews on the first book. The most, the biggest review, biggest thing that I had, uh, biggest issue I had on that is there's a couple of spelling mistakes and a couple of grammar mistakes. Okay. But the con, I never got any feedback on the content that the content was wrong or I didn't explain something properly. Or if it was way out there, it's like, oh, I wish there was more of this or there's more of that. Well, there was actually a, comment that there should have been more examples but I can only explain math one one of two ways by doing a couple examples everything after that's it's repetitive it's just filling in the the variable with something else so uh, I, I understand that person's point of view on it but on my thing of it if I had to do six or seven examples of the thing uh, I would have a size of a textbook and nobody would buy the the tech buy the book because it's so big <laughs> honestly uh, my the making more money for your books is all about getting the information stripped down, jargon taken out of it, and put into a language and perception that it can be used in everyday life. That is the bottom line for the books. That is what I strive for. That is what uh, the feedback that I'm getting back is, and it's doing exactly what it's supposed to be doing. So I'm saying all of this. Because of being starting a business, it, it was very, it's very time consuming. I'm not going to lie. You become your own boss. You find that you, you become more inclined of time passing by. The time just flies by when you start working on something, especially if it's something that you love and you can see, you see the progress on it. Uh, I, there's days and there's nights where I work six, seven hours. And when I was when we were talking with Dan last week, there's days where I forget forget to eat, and you know, being working twelve thirteen hour a day a day, and forgetting how to eat that that's a major thing. But you do have to when you get like that is you actually it might be smart to actually <laughs> set an alarm. It's like okay, well, and then you when the alarm starts, it's like oh, it's this time. I'm like all right, I got to take a break and grab something to eat. Because when you start winding your batteries down, uh, as I've been finding out, 
is you're more prone to sickness. And when you're sick, you lose time because your body's got to heal. You got to get the um, your energy back. You got to get your mind right. You know, a lot of things get out of whack when you take care when you don't take care of those things. And that's one of the things that definitely is a must is you need to take care of your health. So as we're looking at what an entrepreneur does is the risk of loss in order to make money, that part. Well, we have to determine when you're when you're going into business for yourself is what's an acceptable loss? Is it $5? Is it $500? Is it $5,000? Is it uh, not able to sell anything? Is it back stock? Is it the so many customer returns or complaints that that is considered a loss? And the only person that can really answer that question is the person that's running the business. Um, that has to be well drawn out before you even start doing anything. Uh, as we, as a couple of things that I've tried before was I've tried doing Amazon FBA. <laughs> I tried to be uh, an Amazon FBA uh, seller. Um, and a very bad time is because I started that course. I took the course. I bought the course. They made it sound like super easy because it was an ad. It's like, oh, you can do all this stuff. You can do this. You can do that. You can, you know, we'll break it down for you. We'll we'll get you helped and all this. And, and um, you know, the list goes on and on and on. But what I found out with that course is they sit you in front of a video and say you in front of videos. You answer a couple questions. You take a test at the end of it. And then you move on to the next next module. Like, okay. It doesn't really go answer too many questions about things, but it's just enough to keep you interested to go to the next one. It's like, oh, okay, what's what's happening in the next module? And it builds on itself a little at a time, little at a time, until you get to the end of it. It's like, that's the end? So when you get to the end of it, you complete all the documents, you complete all the tests. It's like, oh, well, you're ready to go do X, Y, and Z. And I'm like, but your videos didn't say how to do X, Y, Z. Oh, well, that's now that when you get done that, this is where they get you with the extra sell. And I'm going to be very honest about this. They they did this and they tried to do this. Is they try to sell you an, an extra course that goes into deeper detail about things. Now I'm already in X amount of dollars with this. I'm like, oh, well, you know, I already did this. I'm like two weeks into this. I already have, you know, I went through all the paperwork with the government. I got my tax ID and all this other stuff. I'm like, well, if I really need to take this course, I took the course. Here I found out it's like it kind of contradicted the first first videos. And you got to be wary about this is um, when you're going through these courses and when you decide to take a course. is You really got to do the research and honestly find people with the reviews on it. Always look for the negative reviews and even the mediocre ones. They're the ones that are going to give it to you flat out. You know, this is what this does. This is what it doesn't do. This is what it pertains to. And I did that. All the reviews I seen were, were pretty decent. So I decided to go with the second course. Bought it. Uh, it came with SOPs, uh, Standard Operating Procedures, which was, which were amazing. So I decided, and I started going through it. I started doing, 
started looking for products to sell, started contacting people and this and everything under the sun. Here to find out with COVID going on, the supply chain took a royal dump. <laughs> took a royal dump everywhere. Nobody was taking on new clients. No one was taking on resellers. There's no products around. You know, it wasn't really, it's not complaints about it, but it's just a facts, fact of where it is. And when I was when I was doing that, no one really understood that COVID was going to happen. And, well, when COVID happened, everything got shut down, so nobody was really making anything to sell. So people were raising their prices. The people that had the stock had it at a premium, so it was it was very hard to do an FBA. And on top of things is anything that was very lucrative, Amazon was already selling. So you're really not supposed to go to be a competition to Amazon as they already have the sales. So I learned really quick and got out of that like super fast, you know. But what what I learned with that was. I learned customer service. I learned how to contact people. I learned how to be resilient. I learned how to I learned how to hear the word no and not get upset about it. That as an entrepreneur is one of the top qualities that you will need <laughs> when you're dealing with um customers, clients, uh, um and also other things. Um the clients themselves and also uh the public. So uh where I'm going with that is once that happens, that's actually just one of many things that has happened, but I got, I gained more out of it. Plus I got my standard operating procedures that I tailored. So there, I, out of, out of that failed business, I got about six different things out of it that has helped me get on to publishing. And honestly, if I didn't have any of these things set up, I would I would have been behind the eight ball when I started publishing because uh, when, when that, when I decided to take that course, it was very, very interesting to say the least because it was like nothing else that I've done with either it uh, with Amazon FBA with working with Facebook groups. It was something completely different. And I'm going to get into more of that after the break. So, got everybody, take a moment. I'm going to take a moment. Uh, I'm going to be right back. And if you have any questions about any of this, what you know, the entrepreneur life or the business life or anything, feel free to call in at 1-866-472-5789. I'm going to take a quick break, and I'm going to be right back. Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. The professionals in the business world bring you live talk radio shows featuring an array of business topics, strategies for building wealth, sales and marketing, stock trading, investing, and business technology. Voice America business hosts are professionals in their fields and bring to the airwaves weekly business discussions that offer up-to-date information, advice, and education. The Voice America Business Network. The bottom line in business talk. 
Everyone deserves the opportunity to have access to the knowledge to make their own choices when it comes to where their money goes. Listening to Making More Money for You with Magnus Carter will give you that access. Investing isn't just for the wealthy. Making More Money for You, Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You're listening to Making More Money for You with Magnus Carter. If you have any questions for Magnus or his guests, join us on the show at 866-472-5789. That's 866-472-5789. Now back to the show. Here is Magnus Carter. Welcome back, everybody, or if you're tuning in, welcome to the show. I'm your host, Magnus Carter. The first part of the show, I went over what it was to be an entrepreneur and how I actually got started in actually owning my own business with a failed, what ended up being a failed Amazon FBA business. But with that failure, there came a lot of great positive things out of that, even though I spent time, money, energy, and other resources on it. A lot of benefits have come out of that. One benefit that I have found out is <clears throat> I found out what kind of entrepreneur I am. And according to some of the statistics out there, there's four different types of entrepreneurs out there. One that's coasting where it's like, okay, I'm going to go try this. Or if it comes my way, it's like, all right, it's right, I'm going to invest a little bit of money into this, see what happens to it. And if it, if it goes well, I'm okay with it. If I lose money on it, I'm like, eh, I, I lost some money on it. And that that's all they do with it. That's basically all it is. It's like they want everything done for them. or And uh, it's like, oh, it came and went. No, lessons learned. Now, the second type is a conservative one. One that is very, these. I would classify this one as the penny pincher. The one that wants the million dollars but only spends pennies to try to make it. Uh, they want the best of everything done, whether it is the best products that they can buy. They want the top notch, uh, staff working for them. They want on top of that is the, the ridiculous amount of social and, um, social buzz and, and fame that goes with it, but really does want to pay that doesn't pay anything for it. They pay, they pay the bare minimum. Uh, and it's like, this is all you're getting, even though the next step is like a dollar or two more, you're not getting it. We're staying within our boundaries right here. And that's, that's all it is. And that's what they're happy with. You know, growth is very small. It's very, uh, sometimes stagnant, but they keep trying to get to that million dollars, but doesn't, don't invest in themselves or the company to get there. The third one is an innovator, a revolutionarist. 
they try reinventing everything. They try finding new ways to do things. They try to, they reinvent the wheel. In other words, you have a perfectly great product, but these are the, this is the type of person, the type of company that wants to try to, to better itself. It's like, oh, okay, well, we have this fat case on point, Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola back in the late 80s, I'm going to show my age here, is they came out with the new Coke. It's like, well, they had Coca-Cola Classic for like like over 100 years. It's like, well, it's time for something new. It's like, so we're going to come out with a new Coke. Once they released the new Coke, there was that much backlash and feedback from it that, you know, the company itself well, the the people running the company thought it was it was great. It was something new. It's like we need something bigger. Pepsi, you know, Pepsi was coming out. There was a couple other new kids on the block that were, you know, they wanted to try to compete with. But they actually decided they hurt themselves by actually trying to reinvent the wheel, and that's just one bad re, bad way they that innovation did not work. But if we look at things, is um. If we look at technology, we look at computers, we look at perfect example is gaming systems. First, we had the Atari. Well, first they started with Pong, then it came the Atari, then came the Nintendo, the Sega, uh, the next, you know, so on and so forth. That reinvention and innovation and adapt adaptation of new technology gave. You know, people, it, it grew. It it drew more people in. It drew, you know, games got better. The experience got better as a gamer. And, you know, it became very profitable. And that can be done with anything, any product out there that you feel that could actually benefit your customer. So that that's the third one. The fourth one was is the aggressive one. The aggressive is it's proactive. Uh, all in attitude. It's like I am in 125%. I I don't care what it takes to get to where my goal is. I am going to go full steam ahead. I'm not stopping till I get there. And that actually gets me to the second business that I started. Well, technically, yes, the second real business because um, doing computer work on the side and you know, as as a teenager or college student, that kind of doesn't. I ate very well, but I didn't make money on it. But I ate well. Uh, actually, more than anything, I actually save money doing it that way. But being aggressive is, <clears throat> I I when I t- when I seen the ad for the publishing company, the publishing course, I'm like, I can do exactly what they're doing. My mindset switched from, well, I was I was coasting when I seen the Facebook. I got a little aggressive and a little innovative with it, and uh, but it failed. It, I tried being innovative at the wrong time, and I got, I actually got in at the wrong time, which which it was. So I cut my losses and I went to publishing. So as I'm going through this course. And I'm I'm like I'm tearing through it. I tore through the videos in probably a week. <laughs> no word of a lie. Ten modules, about eight set six to eight videos per module. 
So that's close to 50-some videos I watched in a week. You know, I got my mindset right. I, I tore through it. I'm like, I, I'm doing this. I, I can do this. You know, I, I was on, I'm on fire. And honestly, since then, the I started doing the calls with, with the coaches, and that's when I got to meet Dan through those coaching calls. It's like, all right, I, I want more of this. I, I, I want more. I can do more of this. I'm like, it, start, it got to the point where I actually quit. I resigned my IT job to find another IT job that I wasn't traveling to do this. And I've done it. <laughs> That's how committed to this and all in I was, uh, I still am, to the publishing world. And once once I got that, it's like, okay, well, I've seen a couple of the other coach, a couple of the other students getting a lot of, uh, you know, promise and, you know, they're succeeding and they had a little bit of extra coaching from some of the coaches to test out some, some of the teachings and whatnot. It's like, well, if there was ever came up like a, an ex, you know, an accelerator program that would actually give one-on-one -on -one time with a coach like that, I would love to do it. Funny I should say that because a month later after I got done with that and after I seen that student's testimonial, they offered a special program for that for up to third for 24 people. No word of a lie. I, I could not make that stuff up. I actually took the day off of work. So, well, work from home that day, which I actually did do a lot of work from, from the house that day. Uh, to watch the video, to watch the uh, the broadcast of this. So I'm like, I'm like, oh, this is actually happening. I'm like, I couldn't believe it. They told said who the the coaches were. They got through the, um, you know, they went through the whole thing. What it was, it was like twelve weeks of this, and it's, you know, you get you get a tribe, and it's like, I'm like, I want this in the worst way. So as they were still talking about it, I'm rooting around to find a credit card with a limit on it. And I'm like, well, this one might not have enough on it. This one would be, oh, wait, I just got this new credit card out with a very high limit on it. I'm like, okay, I am ready. I like, let's do this. So once that happened was the influx of people that signed up for it broke their server and their website because of all the people that actually wanted this in the worst way. So I found a small loophole <laughs> by doing this. Uh, I actually tried, I actually paid an extra $500 for the course that they offered by doing it as a payment plan, just so I can get into the course. No word of a lie. I honestly did that, and it said I was in, I'm like, I'm like, are you serious? And then they were actually going through the names as they signed up for it over there. And there was another person with the same first name. I'm like, no, I wonder if it's that person or if there's another one. But it turned out I got my emails. And then when that email came in, it's like, all right, it, this is perfect. I went to go try to sign in and try to pick my day, day of the week for our, our meetings and whatnot because – one of the things that it came with were uh, we had 12 weekly calls that were about an hour and a half, two hours with the coach. And we went over every little nitty gritty thing about your books, about 
the publishing life, about everything. And it was wonderful. It was like one of the best experiences ever. And that just drove me further. And, uh, you know, the skills I learned by doing that, some of the skills that I have learned from that course were communication, you know, the ability to, to, to inspire others. And as I was being inspired, uh, on top of that is one thing that was actually talked about quite a bit, especially on in the early, the early course was how to manage stress, stress management, taking care of yourself, making sure you're in the right frame of mind. And the, those items are absolutely positively a necessity for anybody out there in business and dealing with any form of uh, public customers, clients, even your, uh, your workers, you need those items to do it. And I learned how to be adaptable. Uh, even though I try not, you know, I, I like things that are in sequence and I like things that are drawn out, but there are a lot of the occasional things that happen to, to, to life where we were, uh, we can't actually be accountable for what actually, well, we are accountable for what happens next, but we can't really under understand or even prepare for what, what may happen. And being adaptable is and changing to to the current needs and trying to figure out where that change will actually come and get you to your goal, whether it's a couple extra steps or if it's actually a couple less steps. So while I was doing this, it was it was ridiculous. I released my first book. Yeah. I wasn't expecting too much out of the first book. Uh, you know, I got the review. It, it was, it was one of those things where it was surreal because it, when you create something and you're seeing it being created, it's like it's not really done. You you get the uh, the Da Vinci type of thing going on. Is it done? Is it not done? I can tweak it a little more, and then you get the fear of actually being able to set it free and let it let it go and let it be its own thing. Uh, I had a little bit of that. I'm not going to lie. That is completely normal because you don't understand or how it's going to be taken by others. And one thing that I have learned by being in my tribe, T uh, Sisu tribe out there, giving a shout out to all you guys that are still working, is one thing that I... I hearing how they're doing their work and how I'm, I'm working is not, there's no one wrong way to do it. As long as you are consistently working to one, better yourself to get your product out there and keep, you know, keep pushing forward. doesn't matter if it's one month or 10 months out. And uh, honestly, seeing and hearing that um, over the years, over the last couple of years working with them, it's it's been wonderful. So, on top of things, the the thing that really really put drives it home for me was once I created the book and set it free, and I got the first couple of reviews on. <laughs> I didn't know what to expect. I tried, of course, I tried the fan, friends and family thing. It's like. 
you wrote a book. I'm like, why would you do such a thing? And I, I went through that whole ordeal too many times and I quit quit asking people. Or they would say, oh, yeah, I do. And, of course, you ne- it never happens. They just got a, a book out of you. It's like, oh, well. Uh, but that was that was to be expected, especially uh, with this day and age. I, I understand we all, we're all busy, but and so even with some of the guests on the show, that was one of the things to be on the show is to review the books. The reason why I asked my guests to review the books was mainly to make sure that my content was right, that everything that I'm talking about and we're talking about together will actually help somebody. And if it doesn't, I want to know so I can fix it and then rewrite it and get it out to them, get it out to the, to the masses. So it is what it is, it, you know, what you're getting for what you pay for without the jargon, uh, everything broken down and it can be adapted to any type of life out there, anybody's life. So that was one of the things. And even then talking with, uh, some of the guests and stuff then like once I, I even quit doing that because I really I got the reviews I needed to see and got out to hear uh, by the people out there that bought the book already that actually went out spend their money read the book and actually had and were I'm fortunate enough to have them leave a review and those mean more to me than basically anybody out there so I, you know, this is constantly a learning thing for me, as it is a learning thing for every business person out there. Because as these ty- days and times are changing, you know, we got to change with them. <laughs> if you don't change and you don't learn how to, ad- this is where the adaptability and the vision comes in. If you don't keep your vision, your, you know, your your sights on your vision, or adapt your vision to what that could be even better, or Adjusted for where you're at in life, uh, you're spinning. It becomes spinning. It becomes uh, a race, and the mindset actually falters quite a bit. I, I've, you know, I work on that quite a bit myself. Even though I have a couple, I have four books out. I have the fifth one that I'm finalizing, and I'm starting to work on a, a bunch of other projects. Uh, it. it it feels the same way I want every time I'm ready to release a book. Uh, honestly, and I hope that feeling never goes away. Because I, once that feeling goes away, it just becomes another cog in the wheel. It's like, it's, eh, it's another book out there. If they like it, great. If they don't like it, it's like, eh. I don't want to be like that. I'm not sure if any uh, people out there that can relate to that, but I actually enjoy the not knowing. I The little bit of anxiety and the curiosity of what people actually think about it because it's it's these books are made to get the knowledge out there like i said before so as long as i'm doing my job to communicate to my readers out there that are that are reading the books i'll keep doing it but until then i'm actually going to take a break And we're going to come back and we're going to actually talk about where I'm at right now doing things and what's actually to come and what you guys can actually expect as you keep on your entrepreneurial journey. 
everyone deserves the opportunity to have access to the knowledge to make their own choices when it comes to where their money goes. Listening to Making More Money for You with Magnus Carter will give you that access. Investing isn't just for the wealthy. Making More Money for You, Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You're listening to Making More Money for You with Magnus Carter. If you have any questions for Magnus or his guests, join us on the show at 866-472-5789. That's 866-472-5789. Now back to the show. Here is Magnus Carter. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the show. If you're tuning in, welcome to the show. Uh, first two segments were kind of in, uh, very interesting. Uh, I talked about my first failed business, how I went from that first business, what I learned from it, to go on to the second business, which was publishing. And actually, this part right here is where I'm actually at now and where, where things may go. So... One thing that I have found out about a lot of stuff, um, stuff in general, uh, I know stuff is a very broad and relative term. I'm going to break it down into this. I learned through my journey as an entrepreneur, I met a ton of fabulous people. I mean, my network has grown significantly from a little, from when I was working in New York to coming home to the little town, you know, the little, little regional areas in Pennsylvania, rural areas to expanding to worldwide. And honestly, to be able to be on the, on the air with talking to you guys about what, what I've been doing and how, how it actually, and some things that can actually help you guys out as well. And that's the main thing that I've always stressed, especially when I was asked, what, what kind of book do I want to write? Well, what topics do I want to write about? Do I want to write about sports? Do I want to write about cookbooks? Oh, wait, cookbooks weren't necessarily allowed at that time, but they are now, which is kind of funny. That's That's a topic for another day. Do I want to write about computers? I spent many many years and many nights working on computers do i want to write about them and when i sat down and i thought about it out of all the traveling i've done and on top of where i've been in the world uh uh my journey from a salary uh an employee to an employee slash entrepreneur a business owner is the the thing that came natural to me was writing about finances, investing, money management, uh, what's out there, 
what's the current things that are going on, like the crypto book that I had out, the crypto cryptocurrency. What are all these buzzwords? Why is this so important? What, you know, I sat down and actually had to think about it because as an IT person, I really didn't understand the technology of it. So I, I took, the, I honestly sat down, took the time out to learn about all the technology that was, that's related to cryptocurrency. And it, it's very intriguing, honestly, from way back in the 90s when this was first developed. If you think back in the 90s, um, what was actually going on is we were still watching TV. The internet was just being born. The uh, It was still a mall area. Online shopping wasn't around or it was just starting to come around. Until back then writing programs and whatnot in like basic, you know, 10 this, 20 that, 30, 40, you know, writing basic programs. And it start, started all the way back there with a visionary to do this. And learning about, you know, as I learned about more of the crypto stuff, crypto technology, the, the, the blockchain, what an NFT was, and that there's over 10,000 different types of cryptocurrency that, that are out there that have failed or are still going on. You know, it's, it was ridiculous. And, you know, I actually had to pull back quite a bit because of my, my geekiness and my nerdiness that was coming out, learning about all about the tech. And I, um, I had to pull it back. It's like, well, I'm writing about the financing stuff here. I'm like, how can I explain these terms and how the inner workings of it that somebody it's like that honestly just has a cell, even the cell phone or not even have a cell phone understand this stuff and maybe want to invest in it, try it out. And that's, you know, that book, that took a while to sit down and actually think about. Uh, you know, every time I tried to do a tech a tech uh, word here, a tech word there, I had, I said, I seriously had to break it down. It's like, well, what does this really mean? Well, what does that really mean? How does this bite work with that bite? We're, we're in the chain of this stuff. So, after sitting down and realizing what it does and how how it actually works, it was it's very it's it's a complex beauty, if you will, and that's what I I've been learning about that. And while I was promoting that book, I met I got to speak all around the world, honestly, um, from Australia to England, Canada, Mexico, um, France. I worked with some people over in the Middle East in Dubai, you know, writing writing. Uh, Articles about all this stuff. Uh, I was actually asked by my alma, my college alma mater to write an article as well about crypto, which I was very honored to do and, and submitted. I submitted a couple articles that they had their choice to write to write about. But, you know, it, it was really, it was surreal because as an entrepreneur, you don't really realize all the people's lives that you're, that you're touching or changing. Um, and I, it's, it's very mind blowing if you sit down and think about it. Uh, I've, on top of that is, you know, that was the second book. The first book, I submitted to a couple, writing comp, you know, indie author type awards type of things going on, and I tried it out. I'm like, all right, you know, I'll try it out. I made some contacts with some of the people, and 
some of the judges and after after they got done judging it, they reached out. It's like, you know, we loved your book, you know. Um uh, it's wonderful. I hope you keep doing it. Uh your books, you know, hopefully you can uh enter your next books into the contest and whatnot. So I'm sitting here thinking, I'm like, all right, I I did that. And the one day I actually the one the EO Little Awards, I, I'll never forget. I'm like, well, it's like seventy bucks, I'll put it in. You know, what what's a little bit more promotion for the book? So I put it in. Uh that was back in that was in like October, November. That May of last year got an email with the awards in it. I'm like I'm like, eh, you know, it didn't win any of the other ones. I'm like, I'm not even gonna look at it. A week later, I'm like, you know, I'm really curious about this. So I went back and, you know, found the email before it got deleted out of my bin, <laughs> my trash bin, and looked at it. I'm like, out of nowhere, it took the gold. And I had to look at the competition that it took the gold on. And it's, I, I was very pleased with it. I was very honored. I'm still honored to this day about it. And it, that's another thing that keeps me not more or less the the recognition of the gold. It was more or less that people found value in the information that was in the book. And it, it made it to their standards. And it actually made it to the standards of some of the people that were writing and investing for over 30-some years plus. You know, that, that was a giant feather that I felt lifted. It's like, I know I'm doing the right thing. And that's one thing as an entrepreneur, you, you get those gut feelings like, well, I don't know if I should do this and I don't know if I should do that. But what some some feelings are more you feel you can associate more with than others, like the crypto one, like the Bitcoin. I wanted to invest like $500 back then in crypto. I tried to get my friends in, you know, a couple of my friends into it. It's like, let's all put $500 in. Let's do this. Let's let it sit. And we'll wait like 10 years. We'll come back. We'll take a look at it. See where where it's at. Yeah. After going back to that, we would have been multimillionaires. So that was one of those things where I quit. Um, when I started the business stuff, I start, I look back at those uh, experiences and that's when I'm like, that's when I became more aggressive with things, honestly. And sometimes you do have to be aggressive and you got to take that chance. The chance was even the risk for entering the book competitions were, okay, uh, it's 80, 80 to a hundred dollars per book contest. Like, okay. I looked at my, my margins. I looked at my advertising and marketing ex expenditures. I'm like, okay, I can, I can handle this. If anything else, it gets the book out there in front of new people. And once, you know, after the second book, after I started doing that, I've been, honestly, I have been asked multiple times to have my books in their competitions and also book fairs. The last book fair that the books were in, I wish I was able to actually go to because the people that I had representing my book and my brand, they couldn't speak to it. They couldn't answer the questions that the readers wanted. They actually want to be there for it. And I, you know, in the upcoming year, or ne next year or two, I'm 
actually going to do that. I'm going to start going on a couple of these book fairs. That This is personal preference to actually start promoting the book. But until then, you know, that that's honestly my journey for now. And I can't believe it. It is already finishing time. Uh, <laughs> thank you for listening to me about what is my final thing that I like to ask is what what um, lesson that I have learned when I first started way back then that I carry till now is to act that actually being asked that question that's very tough and difficult. <laughs> so what lesson I I still use to this day from when I first started? I honestly still keep expanding and failing. Honestly, from when I started this, that failure is an okay thing. I still use that to this day. I use that more as a as a tool to get further in life and to better myself instead of sitting there wallowing and finding an ex- excuse out of it. That is honestly the show for this week, guys. Uh, next week, I have Nikki Cobble coming on. And next week's show is all about virtual assistants. What is a virtual assistant? That is someone that you can actually hire to do work for your company uh, at a reasonable price. And you give them a set of... Te- I, there's so much to do, so much to talk about this. I can't wait to talk to Nikki about it. But until then, it is springtime. Have a wonderful, if you celebrate Easter, have a wonderful Easter. Enjoy the warmer weather. And I will talk to you next Tuesday. Have a great week, guys, everybody. Thanks for listening to Making More Money for You with Magnus Carter on the Voice America Business Channel. We look forward to the next show where we will be making more money for you. Until then, have a fantastic week.